are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15. L-O-C-K-E-D, the numerals one five, and that'll get you 15% off your first order, locked 15. Well, the Tampa Bay Rays swept the red hot, or what was the red hot New Mm -hmm. York Mets over the weekend. Uh, The Rays are now four games above 500. They outscored the Mets by a combined 22 to eight margin. And before we get to our takeaways and observations, We do have to give a couple of roster updates here, Ulysses. First off, Yoshi Sutsugo has found a new home about as far away from St. Petersburg as you can get in Los Angeles with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Interesting, too, because the Dodgers also added Albert Pujols. So that's an interesting dynamic. Two guys struggling first base DH types. And I don't know, maybe that's the next market inefficiency for them there. Although it is kind of funny. You know, I honestly thought that uh, I didn't know if a trade would have been worked out, but the Rays get, you know, a couple shekels back, not very much, but they've basically all but said, okay, we are moving on. We're done with the Yoshi Satsugo experiment. Maybe this is sort of a makeup deal for uh, the Dodgers giving them Travis Darno a couple of years ago. Who knows? Maybe the connection with Andrew Friedman. Um, but yeah, Yoshi Satsugo, no more uh, in the Tampa Bay Rays organization whatsoever. And that's, that's surprising. And I know that's not the last move that we're going to talk about, but, and they're both surprising, but this one, you know, I did not see that coming uh, for, for somebody to pick him up uh, in the major leagues. I, I didn't have that on my bingo card, especially the LA Dodgers. I did not right. have that. Uh, I think it makes sense for Yoshi to be on the West coast closer to Japan. Uh, right. I think, I think, you know, Asian players usually uh, I think have, gravitated towards that route but uh and it makes sense but yeah i I didn't see him being picked up i thought that uh, maybe he would be wearing that durham bulls uniform for a little bit and 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 service death for the race but it was not to be i know the dodgers have been hit hard by a little bit of injuries there and and i wonder going forward with you know if the rays if and when they ever do sign a player from another country japan whatever it may be and it's impossible you couldn't have done this really with the pandemic season, but maybe going forward, if they give a deal like this to a guy, two year, three year, whatever it may be, I wonder how much it would hurt or how much it would be beneficial to start a guy like that in double A or triple A and give them some reps for a couple of weeks, let them get acclimated and build up their confidence before just throwing them to the fire, so to speak. I just wonder I, if that's something that they may think about if, you know, if they go and sign the next Yoshi Tsutsugo, whoever that may be. And who knows, maybe that would have been some extra time at the alternate site, whatever it was. But um, I wonder if, and that's probably what the Dodgers are going to do now. They're going to stash them away a little bit. They've been hit hard by injuries. By the way, it's kind of funny that, you know, Albert Pujols, man, he really worked this uh, expert move 
by Albert Pujols by saying, you know, I don't want to be a part-time player. I, I want to play every day. Yeah. You want to play every day for the angels, a bona fide non-playoff team, but you'll, you'll ride the bench. You'll ride the pine for a for chance to ring. get a championship ring or to get a couple <laughs> playoff games. in. I see what you're doing. I'm okay with it. I didn't have to move very far either. I get that. But again, going back to Yoshitsugo, maybe that's something that they do in the future. And again, maybe I know they say, you know, this is not going to prevent us from being as risky, you know, take these types of risk, but maybe they will think twice about this and go back and say, maybe we will sign a Corey Dickerson. Maybe we will sign a CJ Crow. Maybe we will sign a Cole Calhoun or something like that. Yeah. It's not as flashy or as splashy. It's not going to deserve a 30 minute press conference, but we know that there's it's been tested. They've been yeah, majorly they've been tested. tested. There's production that we can go with that. Yeah. And, and, and who knows? maybe they numbers. break out and have a career year, which is a possibility. Yeah. And actual numbers against the competition that they're going to be seeing. And I, I understand your point. The problem is, is that you can't do that with a guy who had the most home runs in a whole league for the last four years. You can't do that to a team captain. You can't do that to a guy who has been there for 11 years in another professional league. You can't just, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll give you double that. You can't do that. Now, if they go to Japan and maybe get a guy who's only been there for three, four, five years right. and is not a team captain, is not, you know, breaking home run records, then yeah, maybe you can sign a contract that says a stipulation that says we're going to start doing triple A. And then after so many at bats, we're going to then see you in the major leagues. Maybe you can do that. The problem is Yoshi was a bona fide legend over there in Japan. It didn't work out. Uh, hopefully, like they said, you know, that this doesn't, preclude them from going back into, into that pool of players. And because there's always something and somebody interesting with, with, with skills that could help out a major league team. It just, unfortunately it wasn't Yoshi. Uh, I wish him nothing but the best, but again, that is a team that is, is yeah. Okay. It, it has had injuries. I know Corey Seager's now out, but uh, you wonder with these two aging players, what is the actual, management for, for, for them getting playing time in a national league team, mind you, with no right. DH. It's going to be uh, interesting if you're a Dodgers fan and seeing how many at-bats these two guys get. The other move, of course, I guess the Rays have some sort of Los Angeles connection. I don't mind it. Hey, if you're going to move a player, if you have to move a player, move them as far to the West, move them as far to a place where you're not going to have them yes. most likely bite you in the back. And they made another move. Uh, in trading reliever Hunter Strickland to the Angels, a team that is desperate, desperate for relievers as the uh, as they own the majors' fourth worst ERA and strikeout to walk percentage. So Hunter Strickland will take his 13 games of 169 ERA ball to these Los Angeles Angels. Uh, I don't know what the return is going to be back. I guess not going to be much, but it was sort of a a roster crunch, I guess, with this guy because he's out of options and couldn't be sent to the minors in that case. And he just made that Angels bullpen a whole a whole lot better because he was actually a surprising good weapon to have in that race right. bullpen. Like you said, a 164 ERA. Uh, the whip might have been a little a tick too high, uh, but it wasn't because of walks. Uh, he did not walk a lot of guys. He actually, you know, he he if he let those guys earn their, their way onto the base paths, and I actually prefer that. You know, if you're going to to give up a hit, give up a hit and not a walk, uh, 100%. Right. So uh, wish Hunter nothing but the best again. But um, it is intriguing. A lot of player to be named later 
resulting in, in those trades because we haven't seen that player to be named uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but we haven't seen the player to be named later for Aaron Sleegers. We haven't seen the player to be na- named later for Jose Alvarado and now Hunter Strickland. So right. <laughs> the Rays feel like they have so much depth in the minor league system. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us a guy whenever you have a chance. We're, right. we're not really in a crunch. We have the best farm system. That's how I think confident they are because now it's three, three players to be named right. later that, that the Rays haven't gotten yet. You know, I kind of, in a way, feel bad for Hunter Strickland because I think he was really building a comfortability factor with the Tampa Bay Rays, really sharpening out that slider. And you wonder, will that continue with the Angels? We'd see it so many times where a guy does well with the Rays, goes somewhere else and doesn't Mm -hmm. have as much success and blows up. And the other thing, too, let's keep in mind, with the Angels, maybe the worst, if not one of the worst defenses, especially middle infield defenses, in all of baseball. So that could his numbers and it might not all be his fault, but that could be something where his, he doesn't look as good as his numbers do right now. And also happen to get adjusted to uh, a new catcher and and things of that nature, new bullpen coach, all those types of things that go into that. Uh, Joe Madden, did you uh, read or hear his money quote that he had regarding Rays relievers? Oh no, please give it to me. Uh, He's coming from the Rays where they just keep printing them like counterfeit bills. They just have all that pitching down there. So that's why he's available. So Joe Madden, <laughs> uh, never, never nice. boring with the quotations there. Another quick 40-man roster move. And then actually, this will actually kind of get into m- one of my takeaways. But uh, the Rays have acquired Wyatt Matheson yeah. from the Diamondbacks. And I think he's got like 83 different gloves or something like that. Plays pretty much every position he was a catcher at one point but he is now on the uh, 40-man roster and assigned to the minor leagues okay we will officially get to our weekend takeaways observations and what we learn but first we've got to tell you about a couple of our good friends investing can be complicated but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years wealthfront makes it easy they have the right tools for every portfolio Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-O-R-N-T dot com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Again, go to wealthfront dot com slash locked on MLB and get started today. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, Ulysses, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite sport. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about whichever league you want to, including Major League Baseball. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to big news or rumors go download the free locker room app right now currently available on all ios devices be sure to create a profile link your twitter and join 
the uh, Rays group and MLB group for the latest league updates. Locker room, changing the way we talk sports. Okay, Ulysses, what did you learn from a very, very busy and Rays happy weekend as well? Well, I'll I'll start with a couple um, of things here. I want to give props to two people who uh, are loyal listeners of the show. Uh, Number one, Mr. Ant Verdi, who surprised uh, me and you, Kevin, with his unique screen printed pocket T-shirts. Okay. Uh, They're so cool. Got Brett Phillips, got the Longoria game uh, 162. And of course, Randy in his boots for the playoffs. So thank you so much. Uh, and uh, I'll be sure to wear one next time I, uh, I'm at the drop. Kevin, I'll give you yours on our next you. poker date. Uh, so uh, I'll take your money and I will give you a T-shirt from Mr. Ant Verde, um, you know, himself. Uh, you can follow Ant Verde uh, on Instagram and on Twitter at Ant underscore Verde. Again, thank you so much, man. So he sent us three shirts or two shirts? Well, he sent me a couple more than you, Kevin. Okay. So there Can I at least pick which player I get, or are you just going to give me the Brett Phillips one? I'm going to give you the one that has that we have two. So I'm going to give you Randy, because we got two Randy okay. in boots. There we go. Awesome. With yes. the little, so I can, uh, I can put my phone in my top pocket there. Is that right? Okay. Yes. Or, or your mask. You know, you go into the trap, you have an extra That's mask. That's true. You know, I've seen people at the trap. This is disgusting. But like, you know, they put their mask on the floor. People, what are you doing? You're going to put that on your mouth. And, your Look, nose. and people step on it. Look, I, I yeah. think that I, I have a theory that the masks are just as dirty sometimes as whatever. Like I, here, what I'm going to do, I'm going to put my COVID-19 vaccination card in the, yes. the pocket square there. That's there what I'll it do. Is. Good job. Problem that's, solved. That's all too. I need to do. Uh, I think that works. But no, that's great. That's awesome. And thank you for sending us some swag. And I'm sure that he's got, uh, he'll fulfill orders as people see fit. And I assume, I assume he could get any player. So you know, yes. if you want to get Wander Franco, maybe, mm-hmm. and something along those lines, I think you can be very, very creative with that. So that's, yeah. that's, that's great. And thank you, Aunt Verdi, for sending us that as well. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Uh, the second shout out goes to Austin Holloway. Of course, his videography skills uh, we love and, and his baseball takes as well. But he got quite a leveling up from his seating arrangement at the Trop. Apparently, a couple of workers saw him and his fiance all decked out in race gear. And they told him, hey, how, how would you like to be upgraded uh, to be uh, right next to the raised dugout? And they said, well, we would, we would like that very much. And so they got upgraded from the outfield. I think uh, they were a right field uh, pole and they got okay. right next to the, the dugout on top of it. And they had a blast. They interacted with Austin Meadows. He showed me some videos uh, talking to Glasnow within the game. That's uh, pretty you know, cool. Glasnow was talking to them. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the game, he actually got a game-used ball from Randy Rosarena himself. It took a couple of tries for Randy to get the ball over the net, but he got it ultimately. And uh, just want to give a, a shout-out to, to them having a great time at the trap. Of course, sweeping the Mets. So how could you not yeah. have a great time? You sweep the Mets. You get upgraded. You get a Randy Rosarena ball. You talk to Glass now during the game. What, what a heck of a ball game. I guess the only thing left would be to get that ball signed by either yes. Randy or Glass now or somebody like that. So <laughs> his coworkers saw him 
No, no, no. Uh, some some workers at, at the race team. I, I actually okay. had had this happen twice. One time they 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 leveled me up to the visiting dugout, like right next to the Blue Jays guys, and that was really cool. Right. And the other time I I was upgraded to the left field lodge. So just raise workers. They they just give you tickets to sit in the in, in okay. extra cool seats, and they see you with uh, your pig and potato or whatever it is. And uh, they, they that's they uh, smart race. right there because when I was watching on television, I saw a lot of Mets fans and Mets garb in the periphery. So maybe trying to get more uh, raise fandom within the television shots. So not yeah. a bad idea there. Uh, speaking of stadium news, I'll actually be at the uh, Dunedin Blue Jays Rays game on Saturday. You will, will be going to that game. Yeah, so I'll give all the uh, latest updates from whatever it's called, TD America TD Ballpark, Park? whatever yeah. it is. I, I think it's their, their last last couple of games before they go to Buffalo, believe it or not. Ooh. So that'll be a little family affair there with that. So, cool. okay, that, is, is that all the shout-outs? Do you actually have a takeaway or observation here? What's going on? I do have a takeaway. Um, my last but not least, I do enjoy the long leash that Cash is giving Glass now. We saw that going eight innings. Love, love, love mm-hmm. that. I enjoy the progression uh, in quantity from Patino. Love that. McClanahan also getting through six, uh, or at least five and a third, at least getting right. to the six. Can we get Josh freaking Fleming to touch the damn sixth inning? I mean, is that any way in remote possible in this world, in this universe? I mean, how much more dominant do you have to look than he did on Sunday? Right. Kevin, two balls left the infield. His only hit allowed was in the first inning. I think in his first at bat. And he had a four, I think four or five run lead by that time after the fifth. He hadn't even touched 60 pitches. So he's averaging, what, 11 pitches per inning? Look, I understand it's a long season, but when is that leash going to be extended for Mr. Josh Fleming? Because when you are not even hitting 60 pitches and you can get through a a team like the Mets rather easily, I don't understand uh, not giving him the, the sixth. So the Rays were up what four one when he was taken out? Oh, not even. I think it was it was still a shutout, right? Because uh, it was Diego who who led in the run. Okay. after him. So well, maybe he had some a of it had, lead. Okay, maybe some of it has to do with you do have a day off on Monday, so maybe getting the bullpen some more. So Fine. and we don't know about Josh Fleming. We don't know if he's fully built up or comfortable. I think he said he would have liked to go six. I think you know, throwing fifty five pitches or whatever it is, you would think he'd be able to go another inning. And I think in time that'll happen. We're slowly starting to see that. I think they, again, they did it with glass. Now we're seeing it with McClanahan. Maybe Fleming is that next guy to go there. So I wouldn't get too hung up on it again. Even Fleming mentioned in the post game, like we're going from 60 to 162. I totally understand what they're trying to do, but I, I think at some point that's going to happen. Um, you do it's also at, by the same token, feel like you wonder if the Rays really consider him a legitimate starter at this point uh, because of the way they're using him. But I think he'll get those opportunities. And um, I mean, kind of piggybacking off of that game a little bit. I do like that the, uh, the way that they did use the bullpen. I mean, they, they throw what Diego uh, in the seventh and then who did they have for the eighth? It was Thompson, right? Uh, wow. I am. I have, I am having a brain fart here. Oh, they no, They put me Q in there too. McHugh. They put McEwen after Castillo. So I like how they're moving guys around and they let 
Cody Reed pitched the ninth. So I know it's different leverages and so forth, but I like them kind of moving and shifting guys around because we know that McHugh's, I mean, he's been used as an opener more often. So I kind of, I do like that, but I think Fleming will get his time. I'm not, look, if, if that's the worst thing we can call out about uh, the weekend, that's not a huge no. deal in my opinion. Uh, again, you, you, you sweep, right? So you have to look for, 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 for things to nitpick. And this is one of right. them. My issue though, with, with, this not giving people a long leash, which I hope that it comes, and it's it's just time that that we're that we're waiting on. It, you can't overuse your bullpen. It, it, like again, these guys go in there for an inning and they throw as hard as they can for an inning. That's twenty twenty one baseball. Bullpen guys just exert all of that force, all of their skills into one concentrated inning if you keep using them all the time because you can't let your your bulk guys or your starters go more than a Yarbrough three-inning outing or a Fleming five-inning outing when he's just at 55 pitches, you're going, you're going to have a problem come July, come August, when the bullpen is completely tired. So sure, get some guys work before the day off. That's, that's completely okay. But do you have to use all of those guys? Can one of them just be on the bench for one day? Who hasn't pitched the longest? Maybe those are the guys that have to be pitching before the off day. But if right. somebody pitched in the last couple of days, we'll maybe give them a little rest and give Josh the ability to not only face a lineup one more time, because if, you're, if you really believe in Josh Fleming and what he can do, then you need to get him ready for, for those appearances maybe later in the season when you do need him to step up for six or seven innings. Well, he has pitched six innings so far this year. He did that back on May 1st. But um, look, I, again, and you're also facing, there's a balancing act between overuse and not using enough, and guys are rusty, and they're not, they're not as sharp. And I think maybe the Rays have a little bit of thinking of, you're going into, you have the off day, you're going into, and Glass now pitched eight, so the bullpen really wasn't used then. Right. So that would be maybe a couple of days where guys aren't really getting work. And then you're facing Baltimore. And uh, I mean, I haven't checked lately, but I don't think Baltimore's any world beaters here. So no. how deep are the, you might expect the starters to be able to go deeper in that and the bullpen's not used as much then. So look, it's a very, very difficult thing to do from that standpoint, but I'm not, I mean, I don't disagree. I would love to see Fleming try to go a little bit deeper. I think that's, I mean, he, he got maybe more swings and misses than, we've seen and, and the yeah. amount of strikeouts he had and things of that nature as well. He was working very sharp with that. Uh, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you tr can track all the action at bet online, get all the latest news, odds and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Again, head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Bet online, your online sports book experts. Okay, Ulysses, getting to a couple of things I learned and takeaways from the weekend. The first off, and we actually, a uh, little peek behind the curtain, we discussed this pre-show, but uh, Mark Topkin, I know I make fun of him a lot, 
but I think he wrote a very uh, solid article on the Wander Franco issue and fans and media types clamoring for Franco to be called up. And I understand that because right now he's batting 348 with a 1,056 OPS in 11 games. But Tompkin also put out some big points about Franco and why the Rays aren't going to call him up immediately despite Willie Adamas' struggles, although Adamas seemed to have picked things up over the weekend against the Mets. But again, he went 19 months without a competitive ball game. He's still only 20 years old. And it's not just the numbers, the box score numbers. It's uh, things like hustling hard consistently. There was, yes. I guess, a play in a game a couple of days ago where he struck out, the ball gets by the catcher, goes to the backstop, and he doesn't hustle hard, uh, and he gets thrown out at first. If he's at first, those are the types of things that change the complexion of a game. I, I guess there was another situation where you know, he, he admired a home run a little bit too much, and then the next step back, uh, the next at bat, he gets plunked. So it's things like that that we have to keep in mind. And let's also remember, too, that he is, they are trying to work him not only at shortstop, but at second base and third base. It's, it's a lot easier to take your lumps at those positions, just learning those positions in the minor leagues as opposed to getting the call up. And, uh, you know, first time you're at third, you're taking a 115-mile-an-hour ball from Don Carlos right. Stan. How do you handle that? Do, do you know where to move? Do you know where to make a throw? Can you make an accurate throw 99 out of right. 100 times from second base, third base, in addition to shortstop? And I think, again, uh, it wasn't a flashy move, but you see the Rays adding this guy named Wyatt Matheson to the 40-man roster. That tells me that the Rays are, are going to wait on Wander a little bit. They're going to wait on Taylor Walls. They're going to wait on Vidal Brujan and provide some depth for a guy who's had a little bit of a cup of coffee at, uh, with Arizona, a guy who plays third, second, first outfield. He was a catcher at one point. Uh, he's a guy who gets on base at a really solid clip. So that's a guy, if, if a Brasso goes down or a Yandy Diaz goes down, Matheson might be the next guy. So let's, let's cool the Jets after 11 games, after uh, a dozen games or whatever. You know, we were, I mean, six games in, we were already calling, trying to call up Wander Franco. Let's not think in six game series. Right. Let's, let's think in six week series. And I know Vidal is killing it, but let's also keep things in a person. I, I think the Rays are waiting on these guys. They are going to, I mean, buy their time as much as they can, in my opinion, anyway. Well, that's because the race front office has been listening to Locked On Race since last so. offseason when we said Wander Franco is not going to be called up until the September call-ups. I would be very surprised if he is uh, called up in July. In July, I would be surprised. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, if Wander is called up, Vidal is called up earlier than he is. And this Wyatt Matheson definitely gives you the idea that if Brasso gets hurt, if a Bilal or Yandi, like you said, gets hurt, he's that guy up. He's the one that has the major league experience. Yeah, he's not flashy. Yeah, uh, the, the the strikeout rate ballooned uh, like crazy for him when he went to the to the major leagues. I mean, he, right. he was he was never a strikeout guy, and then he just became a strikeout connoisseur. Uh, Wyatt did when he went to the yeah. the major leagues. Again, seventy at bats. So you take that with a grain of salt. But that's what that tells you. A Padlo gets hurt. A Brasso gets hurt. Then Wyatt gets the call up. They're not ready to, to bring up Vidal and, and Wander. And like you said, 
they're trying them out in different positions. I mean, for God's sakes, Vidal has played second, third, and I believe uh, center, center field as well. Yeah. So uh, you want them to make those mistakes at AAA. I don't want to lose a game because Vidal had t- took the wrong route for a fly ball. Right. I, I don't want to lose that game. I don't want to lose, like you said, a game with with Wander, uh, not knowing, you know, that he needed to go to second uh, from from third, I, I, or the not hustling, like you said. Mm-hmm. It's take the lumps again, <laughs> Wander. This is the first time he has ever faced anything above high a, uh, high A. You right. got to give it time. You got to give it time. So we've always been on this boat of. Let them stew a little bit. Let them, you know, take their lumps in AAA for a little bit and then call them up when they're ready. It would be so disappointing also to which Mark Topkin said, give them this label, especially Wander, of savior. Oh, my gosh. Save this offense. You're going to turn it around. You want to give pressure to a 20-year-old that much? Are you kidding me? And wouldn't that also create some sort of clubhouse, not animosity, but jealousy or just a little yeah. bit of like, look, kiddo, you don't know really what it's like to to catch a 113 mile per yeah. hour uh, liner by Giancarlo Stanton when you're playing, the infield is in. I mean, do right. you know what that feels like? You don't. So there's also something to be said about that. Uh, you know, who's the savior, G-Man Choi. G-Man Choi may be the savior of the <laughs> Hello. offense. Francisco Mejia, too. Again, just a couple guys getting healthy. That can change the complexion of things. And I know, I mean, let's be honest. G-Man Choi is an 800 OPS guy. I think his OPS plus over his career is 118. So, yeah. uh, and when you take that into comparison of Yoshi Satsugo, I mean, you're, you're, the that team is a big better. ad from the team that is a, Yes, that is a big jump. And he looked really good on Sunday with that. Uh, and, you know, his personality and character livens up the clubhouse as well. And two, you know, the thing with, Franco Vidal, these other guys, like we think, and we know that Adamas has been slumping and Brandon Lau has been slumping and uh, Austin Meadows has been slumping. Like how do, if, if those guys are struggling that much in the big leagues, imagine a guy like Wander Franco and Vidal Brujan who hasn't experienced this type of pitching. So that's another thing that has to be taken into account as well as the financial implications of super two and everything. Okay. And yeah, this is what I was going to get to. Thank you for, 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 for saying it. Cause I know some people would be like, Oh, Oh, you're not just saying th- that they're keeping them down for super two. Obviously we all right. know that they're keeping them down for, for uh, the super two deadline to, to pass. And, and so that they can have that extra half year, just like they do with Brendan Lau, just like they did with Will Myers, just like they did with Willie Adamas, just like they did with Jake Bowers. Understand that. Like, I mean, yeah. they do it with everybody. They're not going to change for their best two prospects since what Evan Longoria and David Price yeah. let's be serious Vidal right. and Wander have have ranked none higher than those two guys so yeah you're going to take your time and I just don't see this this whole clamoring look it sucks does it do do we want to see Vidal and Wander right now sure of course they would be really inter- entertaining to watch and they should be entertaining to watch for six seven years hopefully but let, let's also give a, a, a little bit more patience because I would rather them make mistakes at AAA. That AAA championship banner doesn't really mean a lot. The AL East yeah. championship banner, that means a lot. Outside of Durham, North Carolina, let's be honest, nobody cares. No. Nobody cares. No. Uh, Eric Neander and all the Rays executives will get 
a, a Durham Bulls ring or a Montgomery Biscuits ring, and you know where it, it goes into a shelf somewhere where it gets looked at. In a drawer. It goes in it a gets drawer. A, it goes in a bottom drawer. It's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's where these were, right? You know? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll pawn shop them or whatever it may no, be. No, they give it to the nephew. Here you go, nephew. That, yeah, there, there we go. go. That, that's a good point as well. Um, yeah, uh, that's all I got. That is, uh, that is Monday's show. Yeah, um, good stuff. Oh, oh I want to say something you said. Uh, just Willie Adamas, nice weekend. Poor execution by the pitchers. He didn't make any adjustments, people. Unfortunately, he still has that uppercut swing, and all of the hits that he got were low in the zone when they should have been high up in the zone. Right. And so if you guys want to go to MLB Film Zone, uh, Film Room, whatever it's called, and look at the Willie Adamas hits, all of them were missed locations, and they were supposed to be high up, and they went down, and it just fed into his uppercut swing. So good results, but no adjustments made by Willie. Yes, good results, but I still don't like how long his swing and he's got so much going on there. If you yes. notice, G-Man Choi was very quiet, mm-hmm. right? just little toe tap and just put the bat out there, smoke it all over the place. That, that's what you got to do with that. All right, uh, that wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked on Today podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you tomorrow.